on to the Treasures Within podcast. I'm your host, Georgia G, success coach and multi-passionate creative. If your goal is to create a business and life from your passions, plural, this show is for you. Join me every week to learn the mindset shifts, business strategies and creative habits that empower you to fulfill your calling, master your mindset and blast through the limiting beliefs that keep you stuck and broke so you can build a thriving business from your passions and enjoy more freedom and abundance in your life. Remember, the world needs all your gifts, not just one. Hello and welcome to episode one of the Treasures Within podcast. I'm your host, Georgia, and I'm so excited to be here today and dive into one of my favorite topics, how to find your calling while you're multi-passionate. I'm a multi-passionate creative entrepreneur myself, and I know what it's like to have multiple passions, but no clear direction in life. You're constantly jumping from one project or business idea to the next, always starting from scratch and feeling like a failure for not being able to commit to anything. Shouldn't you have figured out by now what to do with your life? Instead, you're still completely lost and confused, unsure which passion to follow. There are just too many fascinating options. While you're in the midst of it all, it feels like all these different passions and interests are totally random and unrelated. But what if I told you there's a common theme that links them all together? When you find that theme, everything else falls into place and you see how all your passions play together to help you do the work that only you can do. That's what happened to me as you're here in this episode today. After a random business career doing all kinds of things and feeling just as lost and confused as you are now, I realized that my calling, at least in this season of my life, is to be a success coach for creative and multi-passionate female entrepreneurs like you. I help you find your purpose and blast through indecision, self-doubts and limiting beliefs that keep you stuck and broke, so you can build a thriving business from your passions. You were the right, passions, plural. How would you life change if you had a profitable business that allows you to do all the things you love? If you are tired of being told you need to stick in one box and you want a business that allows you to pursue your passions under one umbrella, this is possible for you. And today, I'm going to share with you how. Let's start with how I discovered my calling as a multi-passionate and why I believe that as multi-passionates aren't meant to do just one thing and start a niche business. I've always known, ever since I was little, that I was meant to do more than one thing. If you had asked six-years-old Georgia what she wanted to be when she grew up, she would have confidently said a primary school teacher and a writer of children's books. I thought that was the coolest job ever. But my parents, my teachers, and pretty much everyone around me told me I couldn't do both. I had to choose one job and do that for the rest of my life. That's what everyone else did. That idea didn't appeal to me at all. 
the rest of your life is a very long time to do the same thing over and over again. How do you not get bored? But that's when the idea of your one true calling got planted in my brain. You go to school and by the time you're a teen, you're supposed to know what you want to do with your life and stick to that. So when it came time to choose a career, I picked teaching. It was a proper job, I like writing, as my family and friends never failed to remind me. But that wasn't the reason I went into teaching. I chose this career because I wanted to empower young girls and boys to believe in themselves and know they could be whoever they wanted to be and do anything they wanted to do. That's what I missed growing up. Don't get me wrong, my family and friends loved me very much, but they never nurtured my passion for writing or encouraged me to be a creative entrepreneur. They just assumed that, after school, I found a job in an office like most other people did, and I didn't want that, because I saw that most people who settled for their life weren't happy. They hated their jobs, they were complaining about their boss and colleagues, and they were bringing the stress home to their spouses and children, as they've been experienced too. And I thought, there must be a better way. Everyone has treasures, everyone has passions and dreams they want to pursue. They just need someone who believes in them and sees the potential in them when they can't see for themselves. But as I started my training to become a teacher, I quickly realized I wasn't cut out for the job. And so when that childhood dream crashed and with no backup plan, I went into a quarter life crisis. I spent the next few years lost and confused, wondering what to do next. I've always been told I have a knack for languages, so should I become a translator? I'm good, I'm good at organizing, so why not be a personal assistant? I'm fascinated with psychology, so I thought of getting a degree and opening my own practice. But I also adore all things beauty and I dreamed of becoming a hairdresser or a makeup artist. And of course, I still love writing, so maybe I should apply for a job at a fashion magazine? Oh, there were just too many fascinating options. How do you pick the right one? For years, I kept going around in circles, playing every scenario in my head, but never doing anything about any of them. I was so scared of picking the wrong thing, I didn't pick anything at all. Are you stuck in the same limbo too? This is what Barbara Sher, author of Refuse to Choose, co-starring in the candy store. You can do literally all the things you love and instead you do nothing. Worse, you take on a job you don't love and get stuck there. This is madness. Picking even just one or two things you love is better than doing something you can't stand. And when I realized that, I was able to take action. I dove into my passion for psychology, starting reading every book I could find on mindset and self-help, and talked to my friends who had chosen this career to understand what their day-to-day was like and realized it wasn't for me. I wanted to impact thousands of people 
And when you have your own practice, there's only a small number of clients you can work with at any given time. It's not scalable. Next, I had a brief stint as a hairdresser and a longer one as a personal assistant. But I could both quickly. I didn't like to have set hours and asking permission from my boss every time I needed to take time off. During these years, I even tried a couple of business ideas that failed fast, mainly because I got bored of them. I'm sure that if I had stuck with them long enough, they'd have taken off, but once the initial burst of enthusiasm had passed, I just didn't want to put the work in anymore. I felt so bad about that. I was so tired of always starting from scratch and never finishing anything. Why couldn't I stick to one thing like everyone else? Have you ever felt like this too? By this point, there was only one passion left that I hadn't tried to monetize yet. Writing. I already mentioned that when I was little, I wanted to be a writer of children's books. That hasn't come true yet. But my passion for writing never went away. Growing up, I was always spelling short stories, jotting down my thoughts in a secret diary, and in my mid-twenties, I had started a skincare blog called Beautiful Brains that would later turn into a successful skincare coaching business that generated consistent 10k months. But at this point in the story, they're still in the future. At this point, my skincare blog was just a hobby. But working on it every day considerably improved my writing skills and gave me the confidence I needed to believe in myself and that I could do this for a living. And so, in 2015, I booked a one-way ticket to London, packed all my belongings in a tiny pink trolley, and off I went to start my new freelance writing career. I didn't know anyone in London. I didn't have friends that were a job waiting for me and my savings were enough to barely last me around three months if I cut expenses to the bone. London is super expensive. The first year, I hustled like crazy and hipped off. By the end of my second year, I was making a comfortable living writing, and I cried myself to sleep every night. What was wrong with me? If even following your biggest passion doesn't work, While I was trying to figure out my next move, I turned my skincare blog into a proper niche business that all the gurus told me to. And as I've already shared, doing business in the traditional way, both as a freelance writer and a skincare coach, worked really well for me financially. To the outside world, I was successful. But inside, I was miserable. I had created a prison for myself and I wanted out. I was done being a specialist and putting myself in a box, like society wanted me to do. If I'm not passionate, then I must honor that and find a way to create a business that allows me to do all the things I love. There was only one problem. How do you bring together passions that seem totally random and unrelated? As a multi-passionate, you tend to focus so much on your passions and interests on the things you love to do, that you never ask yourself why you like them in the first place. If there's one thing I learned from my failed career as a freelance writer is that passion with a purpose will never bring fulfillment. So what's the purpose behind your passions? 
What about them if I feel you? What makes you crave to pursue them? When I asked myself these questions, I realized that even though all my passions were different, the purpose behind them was the same. Whether I was teaching grammar to school children, writing an article on how to find the confidence to pursue your dreams, or blogging about the ingredients in a moisturizer, my why was to empower women to make the right decisions and find their own way to success, and going from feeling lost and confused to being confident in who they are and what they're meant to do in this life, or at least in this season of their life. Becoming a success coach was a natural next step for me. It was something that I had been doing without even realizing it for years, just by helping friends find the right business idea, one based around their passions and purpose, and giving them advice on how to get started. They came to me for tips on how to find clients or build a website, but what they truly needed was permission to ditch their excuses and story. But what they truly needed was permission to ditch their excuses and stories of why they couldn't do something, and the confidence to just go for it and make their dream business a reality. I loved having my friends get started with their businesses because there's nothing fulfilling to me than seeing a woman go after her dreams and use her passions and treasures to impact people's lives and do the work that all she can do. This is the work that I'm meant to do and it was time to go all in. But the type of success coaching I do is different from what you're used to. I'll never tell you to niche down and pick one thing. Instead, I empower you to own your multi-passionate nature and create a business that works with it and the variety it desperately craves. My title is success coach, but under that, I wear many hats. I'm a teacher, a copywriter, a master coach, a business mentor, and I even turn into a beauty and fashion stylist when it's time for another photo shoot. I'm doing all the things I love, and every day looks different. Do you see how all your passions come together once you found your purpose? And this doesn't work just in the coaching industry, it works for every industry. This is just a snapshot into my story. There's a lot more that I can share and will likely share in future episodes. This journey taught me a lot on how to be multi-passionate, how to find the work you're meant to do, and how to believe in yourself so you can do business in a way that works with your nature, not against it. I spent years feeling like a failure for being multi-passionate in a world that wanted to be a one-trip pony. I know you have felt the same way too, haven't you? Now, I know you are not meant to do just one thing. When you are clear on what your calling is, you can always find a way to combine your skills, passions and values to fulfill it. I'm going to share with you through this podcast my work and my programs how you too can become a thriving, multi-passionate entrepreneur. So, how do you get started? How do you find your calling so you can create the right business for you? A business that allows you to do all the things you love and is profitable. As you heard from my story, I didn't have a liable moment or anything like that. The honest truth is that finding your calling is a process of trial and error. You have to try different things and trust that it will come together in the end. But there are things you can do to speed up the process so you get there faster without wasting too much time on things that don't work. I couldn't see while I was leaving it and going through it all, but looking back I can clearly see the steps and decisions I took 
that led me to figure out my calling and start the right business. Today, I want to share them with you so you can shortcut your journey and start doing the work you are meant to do sooner rather than later. The first lesson is stop thinking, start doing. We are told that if we think hard enough about the problem, we'll eventually come up with a solution. But that's not how it works. Scientists don't sit in their labs all day just thinking about how to prove their theory. They formulate their theory and then come up with experiments to prove or disprove their theory. They take action and if the experiment doesn't work, they try something new. The same is true for finding your calling, especially when you are multi-passionate. You can drive yourself crazy and waste years trying to figure out which passion to pursue and what you are meant to do with your life. But the truth is, you won't know if something is right for you until you try it. If you don't know what to try first, pick something, anything, it truly doesn't matter at this point. You are not looking for the one thing to do for the rest of your life. You're just trying out a passion to see how it feels like to do it for a living. If you don't like it, you can go back to the drawing board and pick something else and start again. And the beauty of it is, you don't have to waste years going down one path to discover if it's right for you. It usually takes only a few short days or weeks to know if this is something you want to pursue further. When you take action, you find the answer much sooner. So start thinking that you have to have it all figured out before taking action. Take action and figure it out along the way. That's the shortest route to finding your calling. The second lesson is this. Listen to your intuition. If something calls out to you, don't be afraid to pursue it, even if it doesn't make sense. It didn't make sense for me to move to London and become a freelance writer. That's not what small town Italian girls do. Everyone I know back home got a job to pay the bills, got married, bought a house with their parents and their children. They don't follow their dreams. They don't move to a different city, let alone a different country. But there was something calling me to London. I had no idea what it was. I had no contacts there, no friends who could help me out, no place to stay. I didn't have a job waiting for me. Everyone I knew told me I was crazy, it was too risky. What if I got scammed or ended up homeless? But I knew, deep in my heart, that I needed to be in London and that once there, I would figure the rest out. And I did. And even though freelance writing turned out not to be my calling, it was an important stepping stone for me. What I didn't know back then is that London has a budding coaching industry and I became drawn to it. My intuition was telling me this was something I had to pursue if I write in a way that freelance writing didn't. And again, it didn't make sense to switch. I know I am a skilled writer, I have a passion for it, I have clients that pay me well. Why rock the boat to go into a different industry? And how would I justify this to everyone back home? When I had left, I had promised my family and friends this was it. That after many years of trying different things, writing was what I was meant to do forever. And now I was switching again. Have you ever felt the same? Felt the discomfort of trying something new again for fear of what people will say? As hard as it was, what's the other option? 
You don't get any prizes in this life for seeing a job that doesn't make you happy. Or you get stress, frustration and misery. And then you go home and dump that stress and frustration on your family and friends. You're short-tempered, you're complaining all the time, you find it hard to be as present and loving as you like. And so, if you are stuck doing something that doesn't make you happy, you owe it to yourself and your loved ones to switch. Your intuition will tell you when it's time to do something new. Listen to it and take that leap. When you follow your gut, things always have a way of working out in the end. The third lesson is to focus on purpose, not passions. This is the hardest part for the passionates. Focusing on passions is fun. Who doesn't want to spend the entire day in doing what they love? But passions are fickle. You can be all engrossed in something for a while and then lose all interest in it. I know it's happened to me a few times and it's probably happened to you too, right? That makes it so much harder to pick the quote-unquote passion as all the gurus are encouraging you to do. Because what if you pick something and you lose all interest in it within a few months? You don't want to be stuck doing something you don't love anymore just to pay the bills. Isn't that why you want to quit your 9 to job? A better way is to focus on your purpose. I believe we all have a mission on this planet and that all your many passions and treasures were given to you so you can fulfill that mission. It's only when you find that purpose piece that finally you can put the puzzle together and everything starts to make sense. So how do you find the purpose? An exercise I like to take my clients through is to make a list of all their passions. Then for every passion on the list, ask yourself, what's my why behind this passion? Why am I so obsessed with this? How does this fulfill me? Then look for common themes. You'll be surprised to find out that even though you pursued lots of different things in your life, what motivated you to go after each of them was the same thing. Maybe you're attracted to activities that allow you to solve problems. Maybe you crave human connection and creating authentic relationships. Maybe, like me, you want to help people fulfill their potential. Let's be clear here. Your purpose is not your business idea. This is where most people get shipped up. They think that their purpose should be a profession like being a teacher or an architect. That's not how it works. Your purpose is the mission that causes you to pick a certain profession or business idea. First, you uncover your purpose and then you figure out how your passions can help you fulfill it. I'll give you an example. I once had a coaching session with a multi-passionate woman whose purpose was, is, to solve problems. But when we dug deep into her passions, detective stories, geography, hiking, mathematics and logic, it turned out all the problems she wanted to solve involved numbers in some way or form. And so she decided to pursue a career in engineering. This can be a tricky process, I know. I have a free workbook on my website titled Find Your Multipassionate Business Idea that takes you through it step by step and helps you find your business idea based on your purpose and passions. You can find the link to download it in the show notes. If you go through it, I'd love for you to get in touch with me and let me know what your multi-passionate business idea is. And don't be surprised if, and don't be surprised if in a few years you create to do something different. While your purpose never changes, 
the way you fulfill it does. As you get older and learn new skills, go through new experiences and grow as a person, you'll be called to fulfill your purpose in a different way. You could be called to go into a different industry where you can use your new skills, or you could be offering a new service into your business, or target a different other client with a different set of problems. Don't worry about it for now. Just know that, as a multi-passionate person, you are not meant to do the same thing forever. So focus on discovering what your calling is in this season of your life. How liberating does that feel? If you only do these three things, take action on anything that interests you, follow your intuition and focus on purpose, you'll be able to find your calling and the best way to fulfill it at this time. This is the north stuff of your business and life and will guide every decision you make. I'll talk more in depth in another episode about how to turn your purpose into your multi-passionate business. But this is enough to get you started. And if you need more help with this, I invite you again to download the free workbook in the show notes. If you've enjoyed this episode, I'd love it if you could leave a rating and a review. It means the world to me and it does help to spread the message and get the podcast found by other multi-passionate women who need to hear this message too. Thank you for being here. I appreciate all of you so much and I can't wait to talk with you again in the next episode. And remember, the world needs all of your gifts, not just one. Bye for now. Georgia here. I want to take a quick moment to tell you something. A few years ago, I was stuck in what I call strategy hell. I was literally doing everything to grow my business. I was on all the social media platforms, doing webinars, going to networking events, writing blog posts, sending out newsletters, you name it, I did it. And my business was growing at a snail's pace. It was so frustrating because I couldn't have worked any harder. I was already overwhelmed and burned out. Do you ever feel like that? It wasn't until a random encounter with a coach that I realized being in strategy hell is a form of self-sabotage. You think you're doing everything to grow your business. In reality, you're stuck in busy work because you're afraid of what might happen if you went all in or reached your goals. In my case, I had a massive fear that if I became more successful than my family, my friends, and my partner, they wouldn't love me anymore and they leave me. This fear was buried so deep in my subconscious that I wasn't aware of it until I had a powerful session with my coach. And yet, the fear was running my business and making sure I'd never reached my goal. It was only once I healed the fear that I was able to double my income in a few short months. And my loved one didn't leave me. If you two are working hard, trying all these strategies to go to the next level in your business, you don't need one more strategy. You already have all the strategies you need. If nothing is working, it's because there's a limiting belief that's sabotaging all your efforts. Maybe like me, you're afraid that if you are too successful, you won't fit in with your friends and family anymore and you lose them. 
Maybe you don't think you are good enough at what you do and are afraid that if you put yourself out there in a big way, you'll be exposed as a fraud. Or maybe, deep down, you don't believe you're worthy of money and success. Whatever it is, trying to grow a business with these limiting beliefs running in your subconscious is like driving a car with a brake on. No matter how hard you try, you are going to stay stuck where you are. If you want to go to the next level in your business and reach those big income and business goals that have eluded you up until now, you must first heal all those limiting beliefs and all stories that are sabotaging you. Once those self-imposed limitations melt away, you'll be able to step out of strategy hell and confidently take action towards your goals. Those tasks that used to feel hard or scary, like going live on Instagram, doing sales calls, or being a regular guest on podcasts, will now feel easy and fun and you'll be able to reach your goals with ease. If you know, deep down, that healing those limiting beliefs and old stories is the missing piece in getting the results and money you want in your business and you are ready to drop the hustle and step into your six figures mindset, I invite you to book a discovery call with me. On the call, you get coaching on the number one limiting belief, the sabotaging your success and keeping you from reaching your next income level. And if we both feel it's a fit, you'll discover how we can work together to heal the limiting beliefs that are sabotaging you, so you can finally build a wildly profitable business from your passions and enjoy financial allocation and time freedom. Remember, the world needs all of your treasures. It's your time to get out of your own way so you can do the work you are meant to do in the world and live a life of freedom on your own terms. These one-on-one calls are limited, so if you are ready to finally make your vision board become your reality, click on the link in the show notes and book in today.